The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Your sports grid news update. Hey, everybody, get on the grid. Breaking news from the NFL the New England Patriots have traded away wideout Demetrius Thomas to the New York Jets for a six round draft pick, sources telling ESPN. Thomas signed a one year deal with New England this offseason after tearing his Achilles late last year. He was among New England's inactives week one in their blowout win over Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick worry it's not going to happen where AB's concerned. Some people believe the issues that caused Antonio Brown's departure for both the Raiders and Steelers will resurface in New England. But Bill Belichick has a history of dealing with outspoken star receivers, says there's no problems with Brown, period. It's the same thing you guys said about Randy Moss when we brought him, quote-unquote, said Belichick to NBC Sports Boston. Moss joined the Pats after a tough stint with the Raiders. He was on fire when he joined New England. In his first year, he caught an NFL record 23 touchdowns and was second in the league with 1,493 receiving yards. Moss recorded back-to-back 1,000 seasons in 2008 and 9 before leaving the Pats. Quite a success. Antonio Brown signed that one-year deal worth $15 million to prove he could be a good teammate, and the deal contains a team option valued at 20 OBJ doesn't care what the league sense. He's going to wear his luxury timepiece in action again this week. An NFL rule prohibits him to wear hard objects on the field, but Beckham says the watch that he wore worth 1000 sorry, 190000 k is plastic. Beckham caught seven passes for 71 yards in their big blowout loss against the Titans, but he returns home to New York City to play the Jets this week, and his former home field of the Meadowlands should be a lot of fun. Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle Malik Johnson expected to miss the entire season after suffering a Liz Frank injury in week one versus Washington. He's slated to undergo surgery next week. The interior lineman played just 34 snaps before the injury, carted off the field, and was seen in a walking boot after the game. He signed a $30 million deal just days after being released from Jacksonville. Hoop legend Michael Jordan has donated $1 million in relief to the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. The Minnesota Timberwolves have hired Rock Nation player agent Joe Branch as the team's assistant general manager, according to ESPN. In the NHL, Pittsburgh Penn superstar Jenny Malkin may have influenced the team's decision to ship former linemate Phil Kessel to Arizona. Reports indicate the Russian sniper asked to be traded if the Penguins were going to keep Kessel. Multiple sources telling Rob Rossi of The Athletic. Malkin, he denies all these reports and added he was a friend of Phil Kessel. The Pens tra- uh, traded Kessel to the Coyotes June 30 for Alex Galchenyuk and defensive prospect Pierre-Olivier Joseph. The New Jersey Devils have signed restricted free agent forward Pavel Zaka to a three-year deal worth $6.75 million. The contract uh, carries an average annual salary of $2.25 mil. The 22-year-old had career highs and goals with 13 and 25 points in 61 games with the Devils in 2018-19. Carolina Canes defenseman Justin Falk wants a contract in place before accepting a trade to the Ducks. The six-foot blue liner tallied 11 goals and 35 points in 82 games with the Canes last season posted positive possession numbers in six straight years. Upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball as Argentina knocks out medal fave Serbia with a 97-87 win. Former nba or Luis Skola at the age of 39 leading the way with 20 points. Serbia boasts Nikolai Djokic, a Dender, Bodan Bovanovic, a Sacramento, and was predicted to reach the podium in China and challenge the USA for gold. Argentina now advances with the winner of Wednesday's game between the U.S. and France on deck. MLB News Minnesota outfielder Byron Buxton done for the season. He's been placed on the 60-day DL 
with left shoulder subluxation. The team announced just minutes ago matchups tonight. 640 start. Yankees minus 300 at Detroit. Green versus Jackson. We got a total of 11. We have three at 705. The Dodgers minus 330 at Baltimore. 10. Bueller versus Block. We got Atlanta minus 160 at Philadelphia. Nine and a half. Breed versus Vargas. Boston laying 50, 155 at Toronto. Eovaldi versus Zuck. We got 10 and a half total there. Two at 710. Arizona at the Mets. That's minus 125. A gallon of fun versus Wheeler. Dealer total eight. Milwaukee minus 185 at Miami. Eight and a half. Anderson and Hernandez. 740 action. We got Washington at many. Twins minus 150. Ten and a half. Sanchez and Berrios. 805. Tampa. They're laying 35 cents at Texas. Yarbrough versus Lynn. Total nine. KC and Chicago at 810. White Sox minus 115. Nine and a half. Junis and Nova. Oakland and Houston. Astros laying a buck 55. Rourke versus Miley. Total at 10. 840. St. Louis minus 150 at Colorado. Waka, waka, waka versus Gonzalez. 13 and a half. 945 action. Pittsburgh at San Fran. Giants laying a quarter. Keller and Cueto. Late action. Cleveland minus 135 at LA. Nine and a half. Plesak versus Suarez. Cincy laying 35 cents at Seattle. Bauer versus Sheffield. Total nine. And the Cubs minus 150 at San Diego. Quintana versus Bolanas. Total is nine. And NASCAR. Paul Renard is retiring after this year, and Matt Didabeto will join Wood Brothers Racing. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands with me. We'll talk sports and have some fun along the way. Hour one, Red Heat and Rage Radio on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage has begun. I am Renzi. We're at the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Meadowlands, and New Jersey on this uh, Tuesday afternoon in which uh, we don't have any choice uh, but to bet on uh, baseball uh, tonight. Baseball. Uh, no football for another uh, couple of days. A little more than 48 hours uh, from now, Cam, we'll have uh, Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who screwed me for $302. Uh, play the Carolina Panthers, who have screwed me for about thirty-eight thousand uh, dollars over the year. Should be a fun matchup <laughs> on on Thursday uh, night. We'll do a week two. Yeah, it's just like both teams. Like have just you know, exactly. I'm definitely like in the red over my life. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't bet on them a lot, Cam. But buddy, it doesn't end well when you do. <laughs> I'm telling you. It just doesn't. Oh, I know. They don't. don't Amos Winston just doesn't win a lot. He just doesn't win a lot, Cam. You and I are on it. Make Ryan Griffin the damn starter. But it's it's crazy to say my initial reaction when I saw, I was like, all right, who's playing Thursday night? I'm like, oh, great. Freaking Panthers and Bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like the Bucks plus six and a half points. (laughs) This will be it. If we take the Bucks, Cam, and I think you're going to like the Bucks too. If we take the Bucks. And they don't cover for us. That's it, buddy. I'm done, like forever. Like uh, it's oh. over. Yeah, you said it. What a what a what a gong show for Thursday night. A team that's cost you financial freedom uh, with me too. I even remember that Super Bowl <laughs> back uh, when I bet. On, I remember because Vince's second team after the Niners, we we smashed the Raiders that Super Bowl. That was actually a bad Super Bowl where Tampa Bay wanted to do. You're right. Anytime I'm involved with Tampa Bay, it's just an absolute gong show. I should avoid those guys. I know your history with Carolina. You're right. Both of these teams, when I saw Thursday night, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. These two clowns, but my initial thought was to take the points. We did well with Houston last night, Gabe. Uh, I know we say you can't live in the past. 
every teaser middled in that game. We said that Monday night teaser, it would happen in one of the games, but Oakland let us down. Still a profitable night with the props and Duke Johnson sweeping the board. But uh, we move forward. You're right. Lots of baseball action to choose from. I don't really love anything, though, unfortunately. Tough card. Yeah, last night last night in the early game, I went 7-0. and oh. It's one of those rare instances. But, of course, I didn't have as big of units as I did the day before. <laughs> but I'm not complaining. I actually have a stack of winners here, so I'm not complaining. I went 10-3 and three last night, all in all. So I went 7-0 and oh early, but then I ended up going 3-3. Three and three. Broncos couldn't cover the teaser. Um, I lost on a, a Bronco ticket outright. And I lost uh, Josh Jacobs under rushing yards, which in hindsight, you know, it's crazy. He was actually looking all right, but then it kid exploded in the fourth quarter. Um, so I went three and three in that game. He hit one of the teasers late. So I'll take it, Cam. A ten and three night, ten uh, and seven three? and zero oh in the early game tonight. We have Major League Baseball ball. Yeah, ten and three when it was all said and done. Ten winning tickets, three losing tickets. I'll tell you one thing: if you go ten and three every day of your life, that retirement package will be going to you because that's a great. That's good numbers. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. I will not go 10-3 and three every day. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I'm Renzi, FanDuel Sportsbook. The horse players. Uh, have a lot of options uh, right now, as I see. We've got uh, Park X Racing, Harrington Park, uh, Banger uh, Racing, uh, in Indiana Grand. Little, little something for everybody on the uh, the C and D circuit on this on this Tuesday afternoon. Mike Blewett will join us in a couple of minutes as he gets set up in the pit. Uh, big man on campus uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on. And I saw Big Man was tweeting about um, about Mike Scott. And um, I did not see this Mike Scott uh, story. I was at, at the football game over the weekend. So uh, Mike Scott is on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Actually a pretty good player. Uh, he yeah. came over as part of the, uh, the Tobias Harris uh, deal. So Mike Scott's part of the Sixers. Uh, but I guess uh, I don't know what the deal is. If he's buddies, he was buddies with Sean Taylor or what the connection was. But he was wearing a Sean Taylor uh, jersey at the Redskins-Eagles game the other day and they went all out cam they had a casket in at the tailgate literally they had like a casket with like a jersey over it and they were paying homage to sean taylor and uh of course being philadelphia eagle fans uh confronted him and the coffin and started yelling racial epithets at him and uh, he started beating people up (laughs) now he didn't get arrested or anything like that (laughs) <laughs> I don't so, know. But people I, I in Philadelphia, people in Philadelphia are actually mad at him. It's like somehow it's his fault because 
he's not supposed to be wearing a Washington Redskins jersey since he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. And I don't want to put words in big man's uh, mouth, but I believe that's the gist of his defense. And we'll, we'll see. So there could be, this is like the, uh, the sports rage people's court today, Cam. Um, you might have to be the judge because me and big man might go head to head on this. And number one, is there a lower life form than somebody that wants to fight someone for wearing another team's jersey? <laughs> Like, I'm with you, Cam. Man. I was just yeah. at the Jet game. I didn't want to punch any Jet fans. I was drinking beer with Jet fans. I don't. It was like it's really the stupidest, lowest life form out there. Oh, he's wearing a Redskin jersey. Let's attack him. I'm with you. I think it's ridiculous. And just because the guy plays for a team, if you have a friend on the other team, uh, you could do whatever the hell you want. You want to back him up. Say you got traded to another team, and we were boys before, and you get traded. These things are going to happen. Also, the man has passed away. You're gonna you're gonna show that kind of class when they're doing a ceremony for a guy that's dead, and you're actually going to do that stuff. That just tells you the low brow, uh, idiocy, moronic uh, viewpoint of these people. It's like Gabe. What are you going to do? Like Arizona, you're going to like wear Pat Tillman jersey and go at the guy and start a fight with him? That's just ridiculous and stupid. I uh, know these guys got know what know what the bottom line is with sports. Everyone needs to relax a bit. Just take the brakes off. What you said, have a beer. You know what I mean? There's no need to push people downstairs, yell at them, whatever. It's sports. You get mad every once in a while, but it's not life or death, man. Worry about real problems, your family, other things going on in your life. There's no need to pick fights with guys because they have different jerseys on. Get a grip. And it's not a very good idea to pick a fight with uh, with a dude that's like six nine and gonna beat the crap out of you. <laughs> so I see, I see. Um, <laughs> yeah, he grew up, and of course the guy that was racist. Everything's on video saying I'm not racist. Of course, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course you're not. Um, yeah, it turns out he grew up in Newport, uh, Virginia. Now, he's a diehard Redskin fan. And he talked about for weeks how much he was looking forward to this game on social media and about how he was going to wear a Sean Taylor jersey and go to the game. You know, it's just it's it's just so stupid. Like, only Philadelphia would this happen. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, honestly, Cam, like, you think if, like, if one of the Toronto Raptor players is wearing an Edmonton Eskimo jersey, you think people are going to, like, attack him in the parking lot? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's just, Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get get up. Whatever. It's a Philly thing, and I don't know. I think Philly's Philly sport fans somehow thinks they're passionate because they do things like that. And I, I will throw. I have to throw modern Dodger fan into the mix uh, because I would say that this only happens in Philadelphia. Look, I've been to Giant games. I've been to. Uh, I've been to Jet games. And I've seen people in, in, in uh, jerseys camp. Like, I was, at a, I was at a giant Eagle game. It was like half-half. You know, there was a ton of Eagle fans. I didn't see one fight. I didn't see any conference. I saw, like, buddies sitting together wearing different jerseys and stuff. You know what, like, the Bills, Bills fans go everywhere. Like, who wants to attack a Bills fan? Like, they're just you know, some fat guy having a beer, right, in a Thurman Thomas jersey. Yeah, like, the Bills, I didn't get, like, I wasn't wearing I wasn't wearing a Bills jersey game the other day, but I was openly cheering. Like, I was, I got up, I was like, you know, nobody said anything. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's a Philadelphia thing. L.A., if you wear San Francisco Giants stuff, somehow it could get ugly, which is ridiculously freaking stupid as well. 
It's just dumb tribalism, man. It has nothing to do with the actual... These people aren't fans. So this guy's supposedly a fan of the Eagles. He's unhappy that Buddy on the Sixers is wearing a Redskin jersey. So he defends the city of Philadelphia by going all racist. It's like you know that, like, you know, 88% of the players on the Eagles are black, right, buddy? You know, the team that you're such a big fan of? Yeah, they're just just losers. Sports fans, not all of them. But a lot, a lot of them are pretty much losers. They're losers, bro. Like they have nothing going on in their lives. They channel their own frustration. It's true. They channel their own frustration of their own pathetic life onto these games and onto these players, and they freak out and panic. I understand getting upset about a bet and stuff, but you know, death threats to players and attacking players in parking lots and all this other stuff. It's just it's pathetic, in my opinion. It is, and I I remember that movie, Gabe, that uh, Scotty Farrell was in. Was it the fan with the guy from uh, King of Queens? Patton Oswalt was the it's giant fan who called called into the radio station, and the redheaded guy, Michael Rappaport, was the Eagle fan who uh, he wanted to kill in the bathroom. So, no, it's excellent. The guy guy goes to jail. He's like, uh, he's not even worried about you know family. Okay, I think the Giants can win this game week too. Oh yeah, we'll definitely take out. That's Tennessee. how the movie <laughs> ended. <laughs> it was awesome. That's how the movie know. ended. He learned nothing. Buddy brought on the schedule, remember? And he looks, he goes off oh, 13 and 3 for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that movie, the premise, that movie, the premise was he loved the Giants so much. This guy in the movie, it's a great movie. Pat Oswalt, he loves the Giants. But he goes to a strip club. And he meets, like, a fictitious Lawrence Taylor type thing. It's like a star linebacker, but he's doing blow and partying it up. And, like, he wants to, like, say, I love you and I'm a biggest giant fan ever. But it turns ugly fast, man. And he gets knocked the F out by the guy. <laughs> he's, not, he's like, are you following me? Because he started following the guy. Like, and he goes, I saw you before. me. You followed me, man. And he's knocked out. And he causes, like, a suspension, like, from his favorite team. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a great storyline. And then, of course, the other movie, uh, The Fan, the Robert De Niro one. Do you remember that one, Cam, with Wesley Snipes? He's yep. on the San Francisco oh, yeah. Giants. Excellent and Robert De Niro's well. a fan. And Wesley Snipes meets him and says to him, uh, like, Robert De Niro pretends he doesn't know who he is. He goes, oh, what do you do? He goes, oh, I play baseball. And Buddy Wesley goes, you don't know who I am, huh? Robert Neary goes, no, no, no. And uh, Wesley Snipes goes, good. At least you're not one of those hardcore loser fans. (laughs) De Niro just starts steaming, right? (laughs) You're right. Those movies are legendary. He just starts steaming, like... Yeah, he's like loser fans, huh, buddy? Like, like it's just so good. But fans are not all of them. It's a small percentage, bro. It really is. But Philadelphia, it's a bigger percentage than other cities. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to a Raptor game, there are idiots there. Like, I've seen fights at Raptor games. Like, Raptor fans fighting each other and stuff. Like, I have, I've seen it. I can't, I've seen it a few times, to be honest. Raider fans. Like, they're not angels. Raider fans could be bad. They're not as bad as people think. They're not as bad as people think, but they can be bad. Yes. Yes. Raider fan, not from Oakland. Yeah. It's basically like this sort of gangster guy that just puts a Raider jersey on and thinks he's got to beat people up. But then they became 49er fans. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Ready to rage. I am Renzi at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Blewett, uh, you know, Mike Blewett steps up and in uh, just to inform uh, everybody. Mike, we've already in, Mike's already introduced himself to the listening audience <laughs> as uh, we had a hot mic. Hot mic! I didn't say anything off great color. Job, uh, great job, Mike. Thanks, bud. <laughs> no. I'm not, no, controlling no, the, I'm not controlling. I'm not controlling. Did you? Yeah. You, you asked me if I'm in Studio 34. You said it kind of looks the same. I guess I don't know, sort of, not really. And then uh, I was looking at the very small talk, thumbnail video. On a, on a live mic. Yeah. What are you I got to be honest. I expect better from you, Mike. How am I like, supposed I to know that my mic is live? Like, I I am relatively <laughs> smart, but I mean, we're still talking about sports radio. I mean. We're not. Um, we're not. We're not making choices between PhDs here. What, what I would say is that I, I. There's no way for me to know that the mic was hot. A and B. I was looking at you on a thumbnail, so it looked because of the monitor behind you now, which is lovely. It looked like you were in Studio 34, which is why I said, "Hey, I can come upstairs because I'm downstairs in the pit with the producers." Uh, see, as uh, what I plan to teach at the Morency Broadcasting Academy. Is uh, always assume that a mic is hot. Fair. Hot mic. <laughs> That's my right, Cam? Ah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's always hot. Remember, remember, hey, I'll tell you the story. Remember, yeah, I, right. there used to be this, like, really, really beautiful broadcaster. And uh, this happened in uh, Toronto, by the way. And I, I really like her. I'm a big fan of her work. She finally, like, got back. But she lost her job for five years, like, during the break. You are a bunch of idiots. Like, just curse F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs. You know, boom, you're fired. And then, uh, yeah, she just, like, uh, got back in the industry, like, a few years ago. So you got to be careful, Gabe. It was a hot mic. Things got a little bit crazy, and it went to air, and uh, the career, <laughs> right down the tubes. Well, I was simply communicating with my yeah, friend, but- Gabe Morenci, and I, I didn't swear. I didn't berate anybody. I was just oh, communicating. Oh, no. Always professional, Gabe. No, I... I know, but not now uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts is on line two going, what the hell? <laughs> Talk One of our 38,000 commercials talk, talked over. Talked over their sponsors. Yeah. So we just, oh, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. We'll give them a and make good. You want to do an O'Reilly read right now? I hate, I hate to do this to you. Okay. Because uh, you've heard it before, uh, but the chat is lighting up with Mike really blew it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Just can't, they can't resist. <laughs> come on. Like I haven't heard that one. College stuff. That's it. Those were worn out. Those were worn out by second grade. <laughs> That's almost like punishment enough. I actually like it. And I'm going to be honest, though, and I don't know if I told the story on this show, but it's true, Cam. When I was at the game Sunday, I was in the bathroom, and there's a bunch of dudes taking a leak. And one guy looks over to us as he's taking a leak. We're standing there at the stalls. And he goes, man, there's a lot of Bills fans here. What state is Buffalo from anyways? Oh, boy. oh here it's we a tough go. tough one. 
And I didn't say anything because I was like, I was like, this is gold. I wish I had this on tape. I wish I was filming like periscoping right now. But without missing a beat, somebody goes, it's in New York, man. It's in Western New York. And his answer was, oh, I'm a giant fan, so I didn't know that. That's terrible. How many deep? So I guess his how many deep do you think like that guy not was in the division? How many? Deep? No, he wasn't that intoxicated. Come on, and oh, I sober. And I should sober, note, though. I should note, this is in the luxury suite areas too. This isn't wow. like in the end zone or something. It's no you riffraff. I mean? like, you think it's free of riffraff, but I bet you. No, I bet you that. Maybe what thirty percent, forty percent, probably don't know anything about anything. <laughs> I was with a guy the other day in a car, our boy Ro, and he basically like drove us into a ditch. Then like he drove into a parking lot. Okay, so I asked him after, why did you drive into the parking lot instead of like the exit? And he said the GPS told me to. And I said, yeah, but it's a parking lot. Like you could see, like it didn't make sense. And he actually admitted. He goes, I'm a millennial. I don't know where I'm going. I only listen to the GPS. So, like, people have, like, sort of stopped thinking. Like, even, yeah, I will continue to drive into this dead-end parking lot because the GPS told me to. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, not a lot of common sense used in today's uh, day and age. No. People Uh, do less reading. Nevertheless. Less reading, more watching, too. Those guys with the AAA used to make those AAA books and maps. Man, they were amazing, right? And here at CAA, but they're AAA. Like those are those are gold. Who the hell uses a roadmap to get around anymore, Mike? No, Man, that, that stuff doesn't happen. But anyway, good. gone are the days, Marenzi. That's uh, see, I was I, I thought Mike. I held Mike up in higher esteem. Like I thought, you know, he was like you know, businessman, hey, sharp, hey, always hey, wearing a suit, and like college. seems to go business trips. So what went south yeah, here? But went to Boston College, friends. Well, you know, so, I talked during a commercial on a mic no, that I didn't know was open. Started. Yes. I know where yeah, Buffalo yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this. You can get yourself off the hook right now. Uh-oh. What is triphobia? Triphobia. Uh, yeah. Triphobia. I will admit I did not know what this was. I don't think yeah, it's, it's trending f- on Twitter right now. Triphobia. Triphobia. I, I don't think it's a fear of thirteen. I think it's like triskaidekaphobia is the fear of thirteen, but or the fear of three. <laughs> fear of three, maybe. I don't know. See, you are pretty smart. Triskaidekaphobia. What the hell's that? I think it's fear. People of have a fear of the number thirteen. Yeah. I was. I was going to say the fear of tripods. Fear of fear of things coming in three. Tri-phobia. Is that triphobia? Yeah, it makes sense, Mike. I don't know. How about? Wouldn't yeah. it make sense if it was like a fear of trying? Oh, I'm a big loser. I can't do it. I have triphobia. It could be, but I was thinking it was T-R-I-phobia. Triphobia? Yep. Triphobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes. So like like a bowling ball? Yeah. Like that? Like crump? Triphobia. I guess they can't stick their finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is not officially recognized yet as a mental disorder, but may fall under the broad category if a specific phobia of fear is involved. And it is excessive and distressing, as evidently the Apple iPhone 11 has uh, triggered people's fears that suffer from triphobia. Weird. And they're literally mad. 
Yeah, I, because I, because people are insane. Like, what kind of world are we living in now? Like, do you just make up new things? I have triphobia. The new iPhone 11 Pro is having a profoundly unsettling effect on people who suffer from a fear of small holes. And people are actually mad that, like, Apple, like, made a phone with small holes in it. As opposed to stating that if you are scared of small holes, you need help. <laughs> like, it's not Apple's fault, Cam. <laughs> yeah, when you look I'm at the... I'm going to say this, yeah, though. Go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I, I will. I, sorry, Mike, I, I don't mean to interrupt. But no, that's right. Let's take a look at this from a practical point of view, Marenzi. When I have my Android phone there and I have the, my one speaker, it's solid, right? If you have holes in a phone, think about all the things, what you're doing, like things at the desk, crumbs, toast, things that can get into those holes that's uh, probably bad for the phone. I don't really have a fear of the holes. I just think it's bad for the phone's uh, service and productivity if you're going to be filling it with junk. And you know things are going to get stuck in those holes. You get my drift? Yeah, so for those people that haven't seen the uh, the new iPhone 11 yet, the camera on the back, the pattern is three holes, which is similar to what it would look like on a bowling ball. There's like three uh, camera lenses stupid. in that pattern. Stupid. I don't like it. So why don't we ban bowling? Because there's 60,000 weirdos out there that don't like holes. I guess they're all virgins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a better one, but it was so X-rated. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. couldn't do it. You can't do it. That was great. I know where you're leaning, but you can't go that route. 60,000? You think there's 60,000 people? Or like six? No, there's, supposedly there's 60,000 of these people. Learn something yeah, every there's day. There's 60,000 people that suffer. You know what? I what's, We should come up with, uh, what's it? what would we call it? Bad beat phobia? That's what my phobia. Oh. I suffer from losing bets by half a yard, Cam. And we're yeah, more than 60,000 strong us. Oh, look at me. You know, it's funny. We're called degenerate gamblers. Other people, it's a phobia. It's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm scared of this. Like, like, really, it's exactly like Krusty the Clown said when he lost it and reinvented his career. Oh, look at me. I'm an idiot. I can't open a bag of peanuts on an airplane. I can't set the clock on my on my microwave. It's true. Yeah, you know, look at you drive into a parking lot because the GPS told you to. I take Uber every day. It gets worse by the day, man. I'm going to end up in, like, Trenton one of these nights, man. <laughs> All right. I also have a phobia of uh, everybody uh, signing with the New England Patriots. So, Mike... <laughs> As yeah. a Pittsburgh, uh, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, yeah, you're probably laughing just like you just were, like sort of ha ha. It's not our fault. Look at the Raiders. AB's a big jerk, and then somehow he ends up on the one team that always beats you all the time, yeah. and now just gets stronger. <laughs> yeah, like it went from laughing to I can't believe this. Antonio Brown ended up on the um, <laughs> on the New England Patriots, and what do we get out of this? Well, Wow, yeah, they, but like as a Steelers fan, what, what are you going to do? Your Steelers on Sunday night. Well, terrible game, obviously. No excuses for that. But I, as far as the Antonio Brown saga is concerned, I, I've said for months he he made it easy on them to just go seek a trade, or uh, you know what would have been a potential release to go seek a trade, which was undervalued. But he had to be off the team. Obviously, they avoided trading him to the Patriots the first time, but for whatever you believe regarding the Antonio Brown saga, whether he fully orchestrated it from the beginning or not, yes. what were the Steelers yes. to do? They're totally uninvolved from the time he left the team until now. 
It shocks me that a guy they from should, Central uh, Michigan could do that thing. Tricking white NFL lawyers and stuff. <laughs> the cryogenic piece to this. It's a miracle. Antonio Brown played these turkeys. Maybe he's harder than they think. Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop uh, wearing out uh, a watch, and he feels singled out. Yeah, yeah, you feel, dude. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right. Game time decisions continues. Uh, thank you, Mike. I'm aware. <laughs> What's going on, on in the pit today here? You get it. You, you, you get uh, you have some uh, was it a happy hour lunch today. A big business meeting. A couple of cocktails. Mike, what's going on? In I there? wish. Clean and sober, bud. If we can, can we get Cam uh, Cam's. Um, Level up a little bit. Uh, Mike uh, Mike is loud. But uh, if we get Cam uh, up a little bit, uh, that'd be good. Uh, all right, so I was talking, uh, going into the break uh, here, I see uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop wearing the watch and that he feels like he's being singled out by the National uh, Football League. And I really don't understand how... You're being singled out when it's in the rules that you're not allowed to wear a watch. Like, like nobody else is wearing a freaking watch. So, like, why are you being singled out? <laughs> because you are the only guy in the league. He says, I'll still be wearing it. The same way I wear it every day I go to practice. When I go here, I go there. I've been wearing it. I take a shower with it. It's just on me. It's just on me, he says. Um... The thing about him is what's amazing. They lost the game, mm-hmm. Cam. Like they got blown out by thirty points. They lose yep. the game, and his concern is about his watch. You know, this is this is the thing with Beckham. He's not a bad guy. You know, he'll show up for practice. He'll show up. He'll you know he tries in the games, but ultimately. He just never sort of, the, the right way of putting it is, gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, once again, this wouldn't be happening under a Belichick coaching team or, or a respected coach. This is Freddie Kitchens. You're in a week two, and you got your ass handed to you. Baker Mayfield didn't look good in the preseason, didn't look good last week. And he's coming back to New York this week, and his biggest concern is that he wants to wear a watch cam. As opposed to, I ain't worried about no watch, man. I'm worried about beating the Jets. We just lost by 30. No, no. He's worried about his watch. And now this is the story this week with the Browns. Odell Beckham telling the league to basically get bent and blow me. He basically said, I'm not taking it off. What are you going to do? Like, really? Like, you want to cause problems over you wearing a stupid freaking watch? It's ridiculous, Cam. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. When I saw this story, I put in my update too, Marenzi. This is insane to me. This is a team that got absolutely throttled 
and I mean throttled by the Titans, and you said it. First, and it's a hundred and ninety thousand dollar watch. This guy's talking about. He's like, oh, I got a problem. Guys are wearing uh, hard, hard casts and all that other stuff. Yeah, well, they're players with injuries that are going out there. You're wearing a friggin' accessory. You're not uh, Reggie Roby from uh, remember the old punter for the Dolphins who used to wear a watch. You said it, Gabe. This is what bought, drives me nuts about these guys. The guys worried about things like that. You're right. Seven catches for seventy-one yards. He did his thing, but I'm just telling you. I can't deal with this. If I'm a coach, I just go up to him and say, you know, enough is enough. But you're right. Belichick has the respect to do that. And Antonio Brown will listen. Kitchens and uh, OBJ, it's not going to go down like that. But the fact that this guy is worried about playing with a watch and he's worried about a fashion accessory out in the football field, it just it's an absolute clown move. You know what I do, Cam? I don't, even know where, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. I think it's nuts. If I'm on the Jets, if I'm playing against them, I'm ripping the watch off his hand. I'm ripping it off his arm. I'm going right for it. Like on a tackle, I'll just go, I'll rip it off. Sorry, bro. You want to wear $350,000? You clearly got the watch for free. Now the watch company is saying, no, 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 no. He's not a spokesperson or anything. There's only 500 of these watches that were ever made, Mike. Yeah. And it's $350,000. They clearly got the bang for the buck. You know, it was all a plot for him to get it. That's what I'm saying. So he did this for a $300,000 watch, essentially. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, I'm getting a $350,000 watch for free. I've never understood... Players wanting to wear jewelry on the field, whether it's chains or earrings or, in this case, a totally ridiculous thing to wear a watch in the middle of a football game, which can get broken, could scratch somebody. There's a wide variety of somewhat ridiculous but very narrow rules on uniforms and the way in which players can wear it. Your towel can only be on a certain part of your body. You can't wear black cleats. All of these things that we have come up in the past that we know about, and you obviously can't wear a watch. The, the officials at the time probably didn't notice it, but here we are, and he, to your point, is more concerned about that than what occurred in the game and trying to be defiant about it. I, He's I, don't, been I, I don't ever really get on the whole uh, aren't these millennials crazy because you sound like an old you sound like an old guy that can't relate to a younger generation but this is a real huge sense of entitlement not just from a wealthy athlete from but from a guy who just thinks he doesn't have to listen to authority because he's cool. Yeah it's um it's embarrassing. It's just, you know, it's just dumb. It's This is it. Yeah, it's the definition of a distraction. As I stated, your number one concern yeah. should be, you know what, we lost this game. I re- I'm only really caring about the Jets. Listen, I get it. He says that it's jewelry, essentially, that people wear jewelry. You know, Mike, I don't mind the jewelry part. If somebody has a chain, if they feel as good luck to them or somebody gave them, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Like, for me personally, I uh, wouldn't Larry understand it, but you're right. Up. You're right. I, I, like, I, it's, if, if it's allowed and they choose to and they want to wear it, then I'm not going to really say anything about it. I've never personally understood it. I would find it personally distracting if I were wearing something like that. Reggie Roby used to wear a watch, as Larry and Wawa uh, brings up. Yep. Um, remember, he was the punter with yeah. the Dolphins camp. The he used to wear that yeah. watch, but he was a punter. Yeah, it's different, and he, he shouldn't have been allowed to wear the watch either. I'm not going to say that. Like, to be honest, it's, it's just the rules dumb. rule. Like, yeah. Like, I wear a wait, watch. So what's, playing a so what's that, game. NBA players going to start wearing board? Rolexes during games? Yeah. Oh, what? What? My wife just... Yeah, okay. it's just... Okay, well, you don't need to know the, the time. <laughs> yeah. You were playing a damn sport. Like, I tell him, you need the time, look at the damn scoreboard. Exactly. There's a clock on the on the stadium wall. Guys, we got to get Cam's uh, volume up turned up here. It's just it's too, it's, uh, or Mike, you know, whatever. Maybe it's because 
Yeah, I know. It's because we do this in the pit. And I brought this up last week. Uh, from now on, Mike, just call in on the phone, buddy. Like, this pit thing isn't good. We hear all the noise in the background. We hear the mic shuffling around. Okay. Like, it's the I level. I thought the sound would be, be better. Uh, bad and stuff. I thought the sound would be better. No, you sound good. Yeah, it's no. Just, uh, I think it no, just actually, screws up something from my end. Yeah, area, it's just whatever. What's the show going on right now in the, in the studio? Uh, what is it? Rugby show. They're doing. Is a there a show, show going on in the rugby? Oh, there's a rugby show. Yeah, rugby. All right. No, we don't want to piss off rugby guys. They're kind of tough. At New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> take the All Black. Take the Kiwis. The <laughs> yeah, the Kiwis. Take the uh, lay the lay the points for the All Blacks. He Cam knows. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so who do you think is going to win that game, Mike? See, I hear the Cleveland. door. Uh, who, who's going to win the game, Mike? Uh, Jets, uh, Jets and Browns. Obviously, brutal losses for both teams. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll stick with the Jets here, just because. I, as long as as long as we know that Mosley's going to be out there, I, I have to make that caveat because things change dramatically once he left the field. But if Mosley can be out there. Then I'll go with them. I like the way they played, at least for three quarters of the game the other day. I like the Browns in this spot. Man, Mosley uh, had a massive impact. He was great. He sure did. He's it's amazing. But I'll tell you something. I think the Browns, watching that game with the Tennessee, I'm going to tell you, though, they're going to come back. Uh, I know the offensive line, they had some injuries, but I'm not just going to say they, they will get things done. Baker Mayfield will be able to move the ball. The Browns will beat the Jets, Gabe. I'm pretty – I feel good about that. I think I'm going to be betting that game. I know it's hard for you to lay points on the road, but I think they get it done. They're a better team with more talent. I think there's going to be a lot of drama in the game, and mm-hmm. there's going to be something uh, – I think it'll be a memorable game, and it'll come down to the fourth quarter. Something will happen. But I'm leaning with Cam in this in the sense of – Who's going to bounce back? Who Who's going to embrace? Who's going to embrace this large stage that this game is? And it's the big stage this game. It's Monday Night Football. It's the 50th anniversary. It should have been last week, but nevertheless, last night, nevertheless. But, but it was the first ever Monday Night Football game. Baker Mayfield's been running his mouth for months and not backing it up now suddenly. The same people who built him up will look to take him down. The Cleveland Browns were this massively hyped team. Odell Beckham coming back to New York. New York Jets 0-1, blowing a 16-0 lead. Adam Gase, uh, the loser of this team, is going to be 0-2. Yeah. The press conference for Freddie Kitchens or Adam Gase and 0-2 is going to be must-see TV because Gase is already getting defensive, I guess, guys. <laughs> He's, he said, uh, well, which is the worst loss to you? More, and he responded, Cam. Because I'm the head coach. I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, yeah, that's going to go well. Not a good one in New York. Well. Telling it, getting it going with New York. Yeah. That's you real. Said, I can do it. what I want because I'm the coach. That's why. <laughs> Which do you think was the worst loss, guys? Okay, Case. I think uh, Cleveland's. It, it, Browns. It's tough, though. The way the, way, the way the Jets pissed it away, but the Browns got absolutely de- demol- demolished. Yeah, you know what it was? The Jets actually Tennessee. did good things. They did, and, and and Cleveland at the end of that game too. Tennessee rubbed it in their faces because they were loving all the hype and the talk. Like Mayfield was brutal at the end of that game. Pick six, laughing at them, winning by thirty. Uh, yeah, I think the the Cleveland loss with all the hype was definitely worse. But they're both bad losses. It's by thirty at home. Yeah, yeah. the Jets have something. 
The Jets have something to hang their hat on in that, hey, listen, we played well. You know, we were up 16 nothing. We just didn't close it. We didn't, we, you know, we got to learn to finish this thing. It's a process to learn how to win games, man. It is. Uh, but if you're the Browns, there was nothing positive about that football yeah. game. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, I just think, though, in a primetime setting, I trust Baker Mayfield to bounce back more than Sam Darnold. Yeah. I trust that, that they, they have more talent, and it comes down to me trusting Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Sam – I think Sam Darnold isn't as good as everyone makes him out to be, guys. Like, you know, people are sort of, like, fast-tracked him as this amazing quarterback, yep. and he's not there yet. He had a couple of good games yet. at the end of the year. He can be good. He showed some – you know, it looks like he loses confidence. Like, he gets rattled. Like, as the game went on, Cam, you saw the other day – the passes were inaccurate. He was rushing yeah. footballs. Like, you can tell well, he Bills gets rattled. Yes, he does. I will say this, Gabe. I'm probably not going to smash Cleveland in this spot, but I want to bring this up. Two offensive linemen for the Cleveland Browns were injured in that game, too. It, it's big for Baker Mayfield. He can run his mouth all he wants. If, if those guys were there, I would smash the Browns against the Jets. I still like them, but I'm going to tell you, they better figure this thing out because Tennessee – beat the crap out of them. They were all over their line. They're, they just slapped them around. I, I, I'm just envisioning sort of a tough press conference for Freddie Kitchens. Now, the Jets, to your point, Gabe, they, they did some things really well, and it's not an excuse, but their signal caller in the first game of the year, when obviously everybody hasn't played games together, was lost in the middle of that game. And I, I think it really did confuse them on defense, but to your point, Baker can probably pick on the Jets secondary more so than the other way around. Yeah, but it, this is a tough game, man. It is. I, I don't have confidence in either it team. Is. I don't have. I don't. I'm going to tell have you. Confidence. Uh, I really don't I, have. I bet confidence one game. In your team. I hate to say it. Lewitt's Pittsburgh Steelers are going to kill Seattle, and Seattle's my team. Uh, I watched that Bengals game, Gabe. They were lucky to escape wow. with a win with the Bengals at home. I'm telling you. If you get Pittsburgh under four right now, just bet it. Seattle had lots of problems that came with John Ross. Mike? Well, uh, <laughs> they got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work to do between Sunday night and then the, when they play Seattle. Seattle. But They'll win. Uh, I, I think the, it's a good situation for them to bounce back. I, I'm glad Seattle won. I had them in a survivor pool, and I, I sweated it out all 60 minutes. I was very unimpressed with their game. Russell Wilson got beat up the whole game. The Bengals' defense played with pride, Gabe. They looked really, really enthusiastic. i got to give Taylor and his staff a, a lot of credit in that game. They were ready to play. Seattle, very lucky to escape with a win. Bengals dominated. There are reports uh, that came out that the Seattle Seahawks actually tried to get Antonio Brown over the weekend. Uh, but Antonio was already had that thing probably set up with the Patriots. The other team, the Cleveland Browns. Oof. Hard to believe. The Browns oh, wanted to add Antonio Brown in that mix, which just would have been ridiculously stupid. Um, all right. Thanks, Mike Blewett. Right. Game time. All right. Game time decisions continues. Red Heat Parade, Jamarezzi, FanDuel Sportsbook. Thanks to Mike Blewett. Big man on campus uh, will join us uh, after. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes uh, left here before the top of the hour. We'll go back to uh, gambling you uh, right now. As tonight, we've got uh, Major League Baseball uh, on the board. As uh, We've talked a lot about uh, handicapping uh, football games and the approach 
uh, to betting on uh, football games. Uh, baseball is completely different. And especially at this time of the year, when you get into the month of September, you will have erratic results. And what we talk about often, now there's different types of gamblers, Cam. You know, there's a recreational player, there's a degenerate player, there's the, the investor. But if you are the investor type, when it comes to baseball, try to find an underdog. Uh, try to find an underdog that you think can score a couple of runs early. And then they get off to a to a lead. And then you buy back the initial favorite at plus money. And then you have both sides at plus money. Uh, and both sides at plus money equal a win. And we see this, Cam. It takes time to do this. You have to sit in front of the computer and you have to be monitoring each game. And, you know, it's that's it's an in-game skill to have. But we've seen it, Cam, on a nightly basis. There are a couple of games, man, especially in today's day and age in baseball where three and four run leads, they don't mean anything anymore. Like, I used, in the old days, you'd be like, God damn, we're now 4 nothing already. That sucks. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, it's 4 nothing, but really, we can get that back. Don't worry. Right? Like, the baseball has changed now. Betting teams when down, buddy, is not a bad option. It's a great option. And look at it tonight. Is that situation could happen with Detroit and the Yankees. 640 start with Edwin Jackson. If Detroit scores first, you know, that you might want to come back to the, uh, to the Yankees. Old Eddie Jackson on the hill here tonight. Wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yankees minus 300 on the road. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang. Hey, I'm Cam Stewart, everybody, with your Sports Grid News update. Get on the grid. OBJ doesn't care what the NFL thinks. He says he's going to wear his luxury timepiece in action again. An NFL rule prohibits him from wearing hard objects on the field. But Beckham says the watch worth, he says, 190000 Earlier reports 350 Anyway, the watch sounds expensive. Beckham caught seven passes for 71 yards. He's going to wear it uh, this week. He should be focused on playing the New York Jets, but cares more about the timepiece. Anyway, returning home to the Meadowlands should be an absolute gong show this week. We had breaking news earlier today. The New England Patriots have traded wideout Demetrius Thomas to the Jets for a six-round draft pick. Uh, Thomas signed a one-year deal with New England this offseason after tearing his Achilles late last year. He was among New England's inactives week one against Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick worry. Not going to happen where Antonio Brown is concerned. People, Some people in the media believing the issues that caused Antonio Brown's departure from both the Raiders and Steelers will resurface in New England, but Bill Belichick put an end to that. He has a history of dealing with outspoken star receivers, and he says there's going to be no problems with Brown, period. Quote, it's the same thing you guys said about Randy Moss when we brought him in, said Belichick to NBC Sports Boston. Moss joined the Patriots after a tough stint with the Raiders, and when he joined New England on fire, first year, an NFL record, 23 touchdowns, and second in the league with just under 1,500 yards receiving. Moss recorded back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2008 and 9 with New England before leaving the team. What a success. Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle Malik Johnson expected to miss the whole season 
after suffering a Lisbrank injury in week one versus Washington. That injury, it's uh, we're going to require surgery, and he's going to go under the knife next week. The interior lineman played just 34 snaps before the injury, and he was carted off the field and seen in a walking boot after the game. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Eagles just three days after being released from Jacksonville. NHL news, weird story today. Pittsburgh Penguins star of Jenny Malkin may have influenced the team's decision to ship out former linemate Phil Kessel to the Arizona Coyotes. Reports indicate the Russian sniper asked to be traded if the Penguins would keep Kessel around. Multiple sources telling Rob Rossi of The Athletic. Malkin, he denies all these reports and added he's a friend of Phil Kessel. The Pens traded Kessel to the Coyotes June 30th for Alex Galchenyuk, a defensive prospect, Pierre-Olivier Joseph. Devils, they've signed free agent forward Pavel Zaka to a three-year, $6.75 million deal. That contract carries an average annual salary, $2.25 million. The 22-year-old had 13, uh, career go- uh, 13 goals last year, career high, 25 points in 61 games with New Jersey in 2018-19. Carolina defenseman Justin Falk wants a contract in place before he accepts any type of trade to the Anaheim Ducks. The six-foot blue liner tallied 11 goals and 35 points in 82 games with the Canes last season, and Falk posted positive possession numbers in six straight years with a bunch of jerks. Hoop legend Michael Jordan donating $1 million in relief to the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. The Minnesota Timberwolves have hired Rock Nation player agent Joe Branch as the team's assistant GM, according to ESPN. Upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball as Argentina knocks out uh, Serbia earlier today, 97-87, the upset win. Former NBA forward Lee Scola, now almost 40 years old, he's 39, he led the way with 20 points for the Argentinians. Jokic of Denver, Bogdanovich of Sacramento on that team. They were expected to reach the podium and challenge America for gold. Argentina advances. They'll face the winner of Wednesday's game between the U.S. and France. MLB News, Minnesota outfielder Byron Buxton done for the season. He's been placed on the 60-day injured list with a shoulder subluxation. The team announced just minutes ago. Updates tonight. We got MLB matchups and betting line. 640 start in this one, guys. Yankees. Minus 330 against Detroit. Green versus Jackson. Total 11 at 7.05. Dodgers laying 335 at Baltimore. 10. Bueller and Blotch. Atlanta laying 60 cents at Philadelphia. Freed versus versus Vargas. Total 9.5. Boston now a buck 55 at Toronto. Eovaldi versus Zuck. We got a 10.5 total. Two at 7.10. Arizona at the New York Mets. Mets laying a quarter. Gallon versus Wheeler. Total 8. Milwaukee 80. 185 at Miami. 8.5. Anderson and Hernandez. And we got 740 action. Washington at Minnesota. Twins minus 50 cents. 10 and a half. Sanchez and Barrios. 805 action. Tampa Bay minus 135 at Texas. Yarbrough and Lynn. Total nine. Two at 810. Casey at Chicago. White Sox 15 cent favorites. Nine and a half. Junis and Nova. Oakland at Houston. Astros laying a buck 60. 10. Rourke and Miley. 840 action. We got the St. Louis Cardinals minus 150 at Colorado. Waka, waka, waka versus Gonzalez. 13 and a half year number. 945 Pittsburgh at San Fran Giants laying a quarter Keller and Cueto late action 1007 Cleveland minus 30 at LA nine and a half please second Suarez Cincinnati laying minus 135 at Seattle Bauer versus Sheffield over under nine and the Cubs they're minus 150 at San Diego Quintana and Bolanas total nine I'm Cam Stewart uh, Gabe Morenci hosts hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio big man on campus will join us we'll talk a little football house of fun so stick around everybody hour two a Red Heat Rage Radio on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time decisions. decisions.
Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage continues live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. I am Renzi at the Meadowlands. It's a Tuesday, so we're betting baseball uh, tonight. Football returns on Thursday night. A lot of people have been asking me, when does uh, the MAC uh, start playing that midweek uh, football? Not until, uh, not until, like, baseball is over. Not until baseball is, uh, is over. And then kind of like the baseball playoffs. Basically, when ESPN runs out of uh, programming, that's when they start to go to the MAC at midweek. <laughs> Kevin, so like, true. When, like, Fox <laughs> takes over, like, the division series or the AL championship yeah. series. Yeah. That's what it know. Because people wonder, how come the MAC doesn't play all year on Tuesday nights? How come it only starts, like, in late October or mid-October or whatever it starts? Like, you know, it's a little different each year. And basically, I used to wonder the same thing. And what it is, is they have a TV deal with ESPN. And ESPN has Major League Baseball. And, you know, major they're going to get higher ratings showing a Philadelphia Philly game or a New York Yankee game than they are a Central Michigan game. So That's true. It's not until they have room on their, their nightly schedule, which basically come the end, uh, end of September, they have a little bit more room. But ESPN normally has the rights to, like, the first, you know, they got a wild card game. Oftentimes ESPN will have, like, the, one of the first series. But... It's usually Fox and like TBS that have the um, that have the championship Baseball. series yep. and then the World Series. Like the World Series, never been on ESPN before. You know, like they only have the early stuff. So like when it's usually that week, like basically yeah. after when the baseball playoffs start, you'll start to see like ESPN pop in some of these midweek college uh, football games. But speaking of baseball, holy crap, camp! The Oakland Athletics have outscored the Seattle Mariners and Oakland Athletics in the in the last uh, the Astros beat the uh, the Athletics last night fifteen nothing. The night before they beat Seattle twenty one one. Freaking thirty six runs in two games. Uh, scored thirty six one. But I'm looking tonight. We talked about Edwin Jackson, and so that's an early game action. I'm glad you brought that up, Cam, because I better send window will over the the window. Yeah, to get this in. Starting at 6.40, I hate to be this poly public about it, but how the hell do we not take a New York Yankees, L.A. Dodgers parlay? It's minus 138 only. Yeah, I'm going to check. Cortez now pitching for the Yankees versus Edwin Jackson. Uh, Double checking, see if my line is very, very close to you with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's. I even got like a, what what do we got, like a buck 20? Like... Let me see here. I got, well, actually, yeah, no, it's gone up. I got 140, Gabe. So if you get that, that's a very good number. That's a good number. With Euler. I got minus 138. Oh, that's not bad. And the Dodgers, the Dodgers can clinch the division tonight, so they'll come to play. Like, tonight's the clincher. Bad pitcher for Baltimore, too. Game time decisions. Big man on campus joins us next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Game time decisions. We're throwing it down uh, here at uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Meadowlands. Uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns game that's going to be taking place uh, here on Monday night uh, football. The, the losing team's going to be 0-2. And we talked about it this morning. Me and Renera, I brought it up. I know, like, you, you, you say, well, you can't overreact, and it is true. Uh, you can't overreact um, after what you saw from one week in the National Football League, but numbers don't lie. Facts are facts, and, and the fact of the matter is, in the last 12 years, going back, going back, um, it's actually now 13 years. It was actually going into last year, but last year there were a couple of teams that did start off 0-2, and they made the playoffs, but uh, generally it's only 10%. You have a 10% chance of making the playoffs if you start the season 0-2. And uh, there's like 91 teams, and only like nine of them have actually done it. Um, it's it's tough. And the loser, the Browns and the Jets, the loser won't make the playoffs. I'll tell you that right now. But I didn't think either team was going to make the playoffs to begin with. Let's bring in a big man on campus, stepping up. And, and what's going on, big man? What's up, guys? How are you? We're doing all right, big man. Uh, big man. We're doing all right. Although, you know, it's baseball night tonight. I prefer if there was some football or some NBA basketball on the Anything. board. Uh, but, but you know what? Yeah, there's a couple of good baseball games. And we'll, we, we always sent Will. You got the parlay, Will? Yeah, bring it over here. Let's see what it pays here. Thank you. Um, all right, so I played the parlay. Real wise guy play, play here. <laughs> L.A. Dodgers, <laughs> uh, New York Yankees parlay. One hundred dollars is... pays me back. Yeah, wise guy stuff. Can pays me back uh, one hundred and seventy-one dollars and twenty-five cents. That is the epitome of like public parlay: Yankees and Dodgers versus the <laughs> Orioles and Detroit Tigers. You said it, buddy. Like, hey, it should win, right? <laughs> oh, I'm surprised they didn't make it like minus two hundred. Because you know how many jackasses are going to play this parlay tonight? Oh, I'm with you. I thought that would be. A, I, I honestly. With a gun to my head, you go, what's the line? I'd say a buck seventy-five. Like you'd think it'd be like over seventy, maybe like a buck eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the fact that it's one one thirty-eight is not bad. And it's actually really low <laughs> for the pitchers involved. I think because know what it is, All guys? Right, because so, of Cor- Cortez, we'll get- Cortez going for the Yankees. Sorry, Gabe. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's the big reason. Yeah, I don't care. Edwin start. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Edwin Jackson yeah, is going for the Tigers. So that's all we need to say there. So we'll get into the football here, but big man, I saw, I saw you on Twitter earlier today. I saw people uh, you discussing the Mike Scott stuff, but I didn't see any context to it. So I'll be honest with you, I did not know. You know, it's not like this is a massive national story, right? Um, I didn't know about it. I see, you know, and uh, I looked into it this afternoon, and I see Deadspin, and the guy on Deadspin, what's his name? Uh, this is Dan McQuaid, but I think the Drew Marguerite guy. One of the guys at Deadspin, like, is a massive Philly guy. Like, he got freaking second stories about Philadelphia. Um, so there's video here, and there's a little detail. I don't know if you read the story, uh, big man. It's pretty, pretty detailed. Like, it goes back as far as history and Philadelphia police and, and everything. But so I do not know your take on this. Me and Cam talked about it earlier, and we'll let you go first here. But I see here in Deadspin, the fallout from the Mike Scott uh, story is shaking Philadelphia to its core. And there's sort of a couple of sides to it that there's the 
Hey, not everyone in Philadelphia is a psychotic racist that wants to fight people in a parking lot. And then there's the other side of you can't wear redskin stuff even if you play for the Philadelphia 76ers at a Philadelphia Eagle game. So you're a Philadelphia big man. Where do you stand on this Mike Scott story? Before I say anything on the Mike Scott story, I want to make it very clear. I do not know if there are racist things said. I have no idea. So I want to make that very clear. But I want to make it clear, though, also that Mike Scott, I have to ask why was even there. Uh, this is a guy that, look, you want to go to an Eagles game? I got no issue with that. Of course, do what you want to do. But why are you walking around the, the, the tailgate? Well, it's America, big man. That's why he's there. Well, I, that's fine. I get that. I get that. I mean, but listen, th- there's certain fan etiquette that you do not walk into people's tailgates you're not invited to, especially a tailgate that people pay for and that uh, you, you just don't belong to. I don't care if he has a Redskins jersey or an Eagles jersey on. You don't do that. You don't just walk into people's Yeah, but he was uh, standing – he was standing. He was standing around a Sean Taylor coffin, right? At a at yeah. a Redskins no, tent. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. That is incorrect. There was no any. There was nothing connected to Sean Taylor to the coffin. They do it every week. They bring a coffin to the game and they put the opposing team's shirt on the coffin. It's something they do every week. They're there every week. They're in that F lot every week. The same place. They have they have all sorts of tailgate stuff. They're hardcore fans. They're there at three in the morning. Okay, it, it, yeah. like Scott walked into their. Okay, no, I, I'll get this then. So from that context, I get it. Different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, that's good. Then if he that. if he approached them, if he walked up into their yeah. into their area, I get that. Like you know, because yeah. I got to say, him someone walking through the tailgate with a Redskin jersey, fine. You're walking through there's the parking no lot. There's nothing but wrong with that. I will agree. I will. I will agree. I will agree that you should mind your own business. And in America, it seems to be the theme in every big city. <laughs> mind your own business. So go on. I will agree with that assessment. Right. So Mike Scott, it, it, look, if he had set something up at the Sixers, like they were going to have a tailgate and they were going to rib with fans, no one would have cared. Okay. But again, these fans that wear other jerseys, look, if you walk through the parking, you're not going to have a problem. But if you're visibly walking in a tailgate, trying to start some of the people, those fans are not going to – first of all, no one even knew who was Mike Scott was. Mike Scott's not Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, okay? The normal Philadelphia fan probably wouldn't know Mike Scott if he walked into the tailgate. I get he's tall. I get it, whatever. But he's visibly on camera being asked Well, to then they're not real Sixer fans then. <laughs> well, maybe not. But the Eagle fans, I mean, let's again, be real. You and I are different. Well, I don't know. They, no, and they, I'm sure that they were 10. Well, I don't know. I, I know – I know, hell, I know who Mike Scott is. I know that if I see a Toronto yeah. Raptor player in a parking lot, I know yeah. if I'm a Raptor if, fan, I know he's a Raptor. If, but but I hear what you're Fred saying. Go Van on. Fleet, they didn't, like you said. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say quickly, if Fred Van Fleet walked into Models and you were there, Gabe, you'd be, hey, hey what's a, like, you know every Raptor, who, every, every single guy, bench guy, for God's sake, you know who they are. So I, I continue. And, so and but right you are right. Guys. Nobody, but nobody on the scene said, it is true, just to point it, nobody yep. said, hey, that guy's on the Philadelphia. That's Mike Scott of the Sixers. No one knew yeah. there. Not one person. You are right. Right, Gabe. But, but Gabe, here's the thing. And, and I, you know I don't drink, so I, I'm not going to try to act like I, I drink and I know how good things are. But, look, most people, in the heat of the moment, they, they hear shit. They don't hear stuff. Um, you know, it is just what it is. At the end of the day, Mike Scott was asked to leave. You can see it. He's told. They're telling him to leave. They're telling him to leave. He's being pulled back by other people. Leave, leave, leave. 
and he throws a punch. I can't understand how Mike Scott's the victim here. Mike Scott should not be in the tailgate. It's that simple. No other athlete ever goes into a tailgate willingly on their own. It just doesn't happen. This is a guy that is his behavior of just doing stuff because he thinks he can do it. Look, I get he's a human and he could be able to do what he wants, but he's an athlete. He's going to have to – there's certain things that he just don't do, and wearing a, an opposing team's jersey is probably not the smartest thing to do in Philadelphia. Again, as, as Cam said, I think he said it very eloquently, most Eagle fans love the Eagles. I don't know if they love the other teams, maybe like I do or other people do. And I don't know that they're going to know Mike Scott. Mike Scott's only been here for about a year, Gabe. So there are certain fans that maybe didn't know who he was. But at the end of the day, you can see Mike Scott throwing a punch and they react. It's just something that Mike Scott probably shouldn't do. And for all the people that are well, bringing he's up got, Mike he's Scott, got about eight guys. With him. He's got about eight right? guys in, in, in T-shirts he going at him after. Let's be real. Yeah. It started you're out, you're right. Guy, but if you're the security guy for the Sixers, wouldn't you just say, hey, Mike, listen, I know you probably want to go to the tailgate, but why don't we just go up to the suite? Maybe in the future you can set a tailgate up with the fan base where you can have the fun with it. it it's an organized thing. He just literally willingly walked into people's tailgate. No, okay. I totally you're right. Big, yep. I know from You're experiences, right. I was at FedEx Field with an Eagles jersey on. I was told to leave and I had an Eagles jersey on. You don't go into people's tailgates that you're not invited to. You just don't. All right, we'll continue this on the other side. Yet, it seems like this stuff only really happens in Philadelphia all the time. It's like every couple of every, like, Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decision continues. Red Heat and Rage. <laughs> oh, Radio? my Undertaker. What's up with the Undertaker? Under- That's what it sounds like. Oh, my parlay. My parlay. Why, Denver? Why? <laughs> um, I'm just seeing here right now this Kevin Durant stuff. Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, this I, guy I never it, just shuts the F up, huh? Caps. I, honestly, it's unbelievable, dude. Like, you're not playing. Like, this guy really oh, is I, a clown, man. He just never shuts up. It's like, oh, Oklahoma City, this and that, and I have no affiliation for this guy. And Kevin Durant really says, yeah. Team. Like, shut up. Like, these athletes are unbelievable today. Kevin Durant says he was planning. He was planning on going back to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder one day and told he was the way he was treated after after he left Big Man. You got to like that, right? Like, what's up with these these prima donnas, man, in the NBA? Like, how dare you get – like, I, you know, we've talked about Philly fans and, and the stuff, and they're not the only ones, actually. I brought it up earlier. Dodger fans do stupid things. Fans do stupid things. It is what it is. But I don't begrudge Oklahoma City fans for calling him a cupcake when he went back or, like, he screwed them. He left. 
He's got burner accounts. He argues with teenagers on Twitter. And now he's upset about how the, he was treated by Oklahoma City after. It's freaking gold. He goes on to say that he uh, hates the NBA. He hates the NBA and everything that it stands for and the politics. And he hates executives um, in the NBA. It's funny. You, you don't mind getting paid, bro. Yeah, and this guys he's a psycho, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, and I'll throw it to you guys. When it was the NBA Finals in the playoffs, during one of the Warrior players was off the record type thing about KD. They said, someone said, what do you think? Is KD coming back or not? And the player told him, they said, oh, no, he's not coming back. And the player said, it was an unnamed player, he said, he said, he's always been unhappy, he's always unhappy. And then he said, he said, shit. Guy goes, shit, man, we've won three titles in a row. He's the MVP in the last two years in a row. Since he got here, he's won two finals and is the MVP of both of them. And he's still miserable. He won't be happy anywhere. And that, that was the Warrior players are basically like, if you're not happy here on the Golden State Warriors, you won't be happy anywhere. And you see, big man, he's just a miserable person. I, I, and... And he says, his quote is, he hates seeing how the NBA and money and fame changes people. You're the one that changed the most in the NBA. It's insane. You used to be Captain Humble. Now you're Johnny Jerkoff. Yeah, he seems like he he's just one of those people that doesn't matter what happens, he's just always going to be an upset, miserable dude. Um yeah, look, I think we all have things about, like, what we do that we don't necessarily like. I mean, I have things that I don't like about the handicapping business or whatever. But, you know, look, I, I don't generally yeah. hate on people just to hate on them. I, I think Kevin Durant just likes to fight with people. And, and, look, the comments about, you know, he doesn't like the NBA. I mean, isn't this the same guy that left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State? I mean, he's a poster boy for everything he's talked about. I don't understand what he's <laughs> – I don't know what he's getting at. He seems like a miserable dude. He's always kind of had that, um, that, that, you know, I like him as a player. I think he's terrific, but he's definitely really hateable as far as the stuff that he pulls. He wasn't like this before. He wasn't like no, this wasn't. in the early days. He wasn't, uh, change, he wasn't like this. Seattle, very different. You said Same it, will change this guy. Yeah, well, no, but it shouldn't, though. The thing, yeah, fame will change you. But the bottom line is some people deal with it better. And the thing is, when you're yeah. getting greased, this type of money, big man, something comes along with it, right? That's that's part of the gig, right? You're a special athlete. Yeah. You get paid astronomical amounts of money. And part of life and the money and the package that you have is dealing with this stuff. And these clowns, like the old OBJ with the watch and, and Kevin Durant bitching all the time about, you know, you left the city. Like, what the hell do you want the fans to do? It's just, I'll tell you, though, me, Kim. Yep. Listen, big man. I was. Yeah. One thing I want to point out is, is I, I'll tell you when I love. I thought Kevin Durant was so eloquent that one when he won the MVP, the, the speech he gave to like his mother. Like I, I thought, like I still to this day, he's one of the greatest player speeches I've ever heard. You know, and at that point, I thought he was such a likable guy, and then now it's just like he, he's got to the point where I think he's just. I mean, he's got to be one of the more polarizing athletes. I mean, in sport. I mean, the way he just why you don't have to say that, big man. Yeah. You know what I say to that? I'm sure there's even serial killers that love their mom. <laughs> Everyone likes their mom. So he's nice to his mom. You know what I'm saying? No, but, just, but get this. Like an eloquent it's, guy, I got you know? to read this. 
I got to read this interview. I got to read it in its entirety in the Wall Street Journal. Now he's taking shots at the Warriors about why he never fit in there. He never was accepted. Yeah, I'm just different today. than the, the other guys exactly. on the Warriors. Exactly. And then now he's getting he gets into as a pot shot occur. The motion offense doesn't work. The motion offense that we ran in Golden State only works to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain to a certain point of like five NBA title appearances. One Shut the, the hell up! Don't let the ever. door hit you on the way out, KD. Have fun, Brooklyn. Have fun, Brooklyn. And now KD and Irving are pressing them to sign Carmelo. And all right, you say no to KD, Cam, and he's going to act like a little girl, right? He's going to freak out. He's not even playing this year, and he wants to be the GM now. Yet he hates the politics of the NBA. Like, dude, listen, listen, I would no, never like. Today, it's kid. just, it's. This, you know, it's insane. So, so we're this guy is not playing next year. Today, he managed to rip Oklahoma City, rip guys like the old organization on his team. wasn't part of the gang on the team. It's like, what the hell? Do you, like, I just don't get it, man. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it, Marenzi. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of slack jawed with a lot of these guys. And there's some yeah, athletes I... that you really, really love, guys who play hurt and stuff. But this new breed, like. I, I'm more concerned about wearing a $350,000 timepiece and how I look and starting problems and go and catch the foot. Like, who the hell are these guys? What, what what are you doing? There's other guys that play on a team. It's called a team sport. It's not all about you. That's the bottom line is they're just selfish dicks. Right, big man? Good boy. Comes down to they it. should yeah, be I, MMA I, fighters I, I, or tennis players. You're right. Because yeah, they're not selfish You want to play an individual sport? Learn how to go play golf You're right. Tennis. Be Colby and, Covington. And, 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 yeah. Be Colby Covington. Be an MMA guy. Run your mouth. Be Conor McGregor. You can yeah, be the biggest people. jerk, and I'm the best people. and everything. You're a good point. It's a team no, I, don't I, want I big think, man. I think you're. I, I that was. I mean, what a great, what a great point by Cam there. I, I think you're totally right. I mean, it's uh, it's a shame. I mean, you look at you know, like Odell Beckham, for instance. I mean, I mean, if you're a Cleveland Brown fan this week, I mean, do you really want to see shit like that? I mean, this is a team that was one for ten on third down the other day. A team that put up 13 points. Uh, he only had, you know, he did what he could do, I guess. But, I mean, is that really what you want to see as a fan? It's just, uh, it's pathetic. I mean, between him and, and all these other idiots. Uh, yeah, the the new, uh, I've talked about it, though. The new the new sports is, uh, it's hard to like some of these dudes, man. It the is. Way they act. It uh, is. It's a shame. It is. It is. And I'll tell you something, Marenzi. Um, it's a millennial. I, I, not, not a millennial. What's the generation below millennial? Generation X. X. Generation X. Not millennial. Millennials are a little older. Generation X, isn't it? Or Y? Or no, it's not X. Ge- no, DX. Right. The Generation X. Generation Y. Y. You're correct. It is Y. It's Generation. Right. Holy crap. This will delay. Yeah. Generation <laughs> Y. That's that. It's not millennials. It's sort of past uh, millennials. You know, millennials get blamed for a lot. And listen, millennials' lives are screwed. And it's not their fault. They're as stupid as they are either. They grew up. Look, we didn't grow up with the internet, right? We actually had to read a newspaper. We didn't grow up with cell phones. We didn't grow up like with GPS. You know what I'm saying? There's no GPS. You had to read a freaking map or figure it out for yourself. So now everyone's so just so dependent. You're obviously going to be dumber. Look, hold on, big man. I can't even. like I said, like it's it's just a common thing, and I'm I'm victim of it myself. I can't spell anymore, I can't handwrite anymore. I I tried to write something the other day, Dan. I tried to write write my picks for Will. It looks like a four year old like my writing. I can't write. I've been typing for the last freaking fifteen years. 
Yeah, I used to know how to write. I can't write or spell anymore because of this stuff. So imagine only growing up in this. That's what happens, big man. That's why they're dumb. Yeah, and, and I I actually probably was one of the last gener- – you know, my age group was probably the last of that. I, I didn't – I mean, we had dial-up internet when I was a kid. We had Nectels. We didn't have, like, some of the stuff these kids have. I still – that's what a lot of people ask me. Why do you write all your handicapping stuff now? Because, like, I still want to be able to, like, know that I can write, you know, in, in a certain – you know, with a pen or a pencil, you know. I, I, I'm so glad that I didn't grow up 10 years later just because I, I – these kids, there's no social skills. They don't uh, – how to communicate it, it's it's very odd uh i'm happy that i i was in 89 and i think i kind of missed that 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 ridiculous age group but yeah they're they're tough it's hard to really think about life you know 30 40 years from now when you know, these are the people that are in control of, of 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 our lives basically it's uh it's kind of uh it's kind of scary to think about <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i try not to i'll be dead so it doesn't matter um, it really doesn't, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The uh, the future, <laughs> the future is not uh, the future is not bright. All right, so NFL uh, NFL football this week. Philadelphia are at Atlanta. It's a big game for the Atlanta Falcons, man. You know, this. I just I don't have a lot of confidence in this team and Dan Quinn. The total is fifty-one here. Falcons only scored twelve points in Week One. Got to believe that. Uh, I'm looking at the over here. Should be a fun game, though. Philadelphia and Atlanta, two kind of pretty evenly matched teams. Should be points. We have an early lean in this game, big man. Yeah, this is a tough game for the Eagles. I, I'm going to say it right now. Atlanta always plays better at home. You know, they obviously have that dome. And I'm going to tell you right now, this Eagles secondary stinks. Uh, they, they were bailed out with a good offense the other day, but there's going to be points in this game. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not real happy seeing Olio Jones on the other yeah. side. This is going to be a tough game. Come down to the wire. I'll say like 30-24 something. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the over. I already bet it. Yeah, I think there should be points uh, as well. Total is 51. Atlanta's got to do better, but I think they will. Thanks to Big Man on campus. We'll hit the baseball on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, I don't know who's uh, monitoring uh, our chat right now. You know what, I think we should probably assign this job to Will, actually, because he actually pays attention uh, to the chat. But uh, if we could uh, get uh, this uh, Blood Boss uh, guy booted out, uh, that would be a good thing, as uh, he's been spamming us for the last couple of minutes in the last commercial uh, break. Um, All right, uh, so let's get uh, down to our our, uh, baseball uh, here. And that's the thing, guys, too. I'm not saying it's to call anybody out uh, for this, but uh, now that football's back, now that football's back, the freaks are back, and, you know, the chat is much, much fuller uh, right now. So, you know, for the most part before, we didn't need it monitored, but now we will. It's something we're going to have to uh, keep keep our eye on uh, moving forward. Uh, but, hey, we're just glad that people are, uh, are tuning in. All right, Cam, let's get down to base uh, the baseball. Yep. 
uh, right now. So this Yankee game is actually starting right now, guys. I played it. It's my wise guy, long shot. I'm being bold tonight. I decided to risk it a little bit. Going with a New York Yankee, L.A. Dodger parlay. <laughs> it's better win, actually. <laughs> yes, it better win. It better win. Oh. It's, it's public. Edwin Jackson hey, just wins. started the game with an out, like one pitch. Really? Oh, it's, don't, don't worry. It's, uh, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, actually, you yeah. know what I think, Gabe? I think the totals. The one thing that I noticed, the total's low. With Jackson and Cortez, I would have made this total about 11 and a half. It's 10 and a half. We'll see. Uh, Jackson won't last long. Don't worry about one out. But there's a couple games that I think I'm going to surprise you with. Uh, I hate to do it, Gabe, to go against uh, your team there. Uh, but I think Arizona's a live dog tonight. That's a, a game that I'm going to be playing. And I've done some research on this game as well. I can't argue. The, num- the, numbers, the numbers, the people will just look at it and go, wow, Wheeler versus Gallon, but if you dig a little bit deeper with what's going on, Wheeler um, he's been really tired his last starts. Also, take a look at this. There's so many factors, that, and I'm getting 15 cents with Arizona. Uh, the Mets, two wins in their last 10 at City Field. Wheeler in the last starts, uh, uh, the last five starts, like his ERA is around five. He's, he's, he's getting tired. He's not getting that uh, strike, to, strike to walk ratio. He used to like strike out guys only 5.5 per nine. Now, as for Zach Gallon, since he's come over from Miami, uh, two, two and one, two point two five ERA. Also at Chase Field, he has a, starts there. Gabe two and zero oh with a one point five seven ERA, a one WHIP, twenty eight Ks and twenty threes. So he likes the spot. Good pitcher, young kid. Wheeler a little bit older. Arizona's a hot team too. I think I got to take those pesky snakes. Getting fifteen cents, a lot of factors and and trends. Like you know, sometimes you go with the vibe, and sometimes you go with the trend. And a lot of the numbers are pointing to Arizona tonight, and I'm going to take it. And the New York Yankees take a one nothing lead. Brett Gardner hey. smashes a line drive over the right uh, right field wall. Ooh, that didn't take long. one nothing uh, Bronx Bombers. No, I get it. Listen, Zach Allen had a no-hitter going in his last start. He lost that in the seventh inning. Uh, but uh, Gallon's been uh, very good. It's 2-1 with a 2.25 earned run average since uh, being picked up by the uh, Miami uh, Marlins. Yet, I'll disagree with Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's been really good at home, Cam. And there's a big dichotomy between uh, him at home and on the road. But Wheeler's 4-1 and one with a 3-4-2 ERA since coming off the uh, the injured list. Uh, he only gave up one run in five innings uh, last Wednesday against the Washington Nationals. 12 starts at, at home this year. He's 5-2. and two. Opponent only hitting 240 against him. I'm betting the under in this baseball game. And I feel the same way. Arizona have been smoking hot, guys, over the last month or so. They're a resilient team. They're right in the mix. Both these teams showed a lot of heart this year. you got to tip your cap uh, to them. Mets got the win last night. I wouldn't be surprised with the, the bounce back tonight, but I'm not getting in front of Wheeler. I'm not taking the Mets, though, Cam. I will be betting under eight runs in this game. If you're getting eight, yeah, Mr. Green, seven and a half. That's a huge half run. Um, I would take Is the it under really? two, hopefully. Yep, seven and a half. That's uh, eight here. Arizona, that's good. That's uh, interesting. Arizona should, I'm just saying, the bullpen issues are a problem, especially with the Mets. If Wheeler gives you a good performance, this game should definitely go under the number, and the fact that you're getting eight is good. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go under. All right, we got Atlanta at Philadelphia. Uh, fried chicken uh, and uh, Vargas. Uh, Vargas. Uh, yeah. So Max Freed. Freed minus 166. I don't want to lay 66. 
these are two teams that both of them I don't have a ton of success with. Like betting on or against. Like when I saw them, like, oh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, pass. But one thing I have noticed generally this year, and I don't know what their record is against them, but seems like the Braves kind of own the Phillies, doesn't it? Let me look this up, actually. Like, seems like they beat them they all do. the time, Ken, to be honest. They do. I, I have a lean to the Braves. Uh, I don't want to lay 75 cents with uh, Breed Chicken as well. Uh, Vargas, okay. But if you want to put the Braves in some parlays, I got no problem with that, Marenzi. I think that's actually, I think that the Braves will win the game. Uh, another game that's kind of popping out to me, the Texas Rangers have not been the same team. They're seven and the three, second. Cam. Yeah, who, who's seven and three? Uh, Atlanta seven versus, and three in ten uh, games. Philly? Yep, I like it. Yes. I yeah, like Atlanta's it. won seven, seven out of ten times they played this year. So, uh, yeah. Or and, the last uh, ten saying, times, but, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, the, 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 yeah, they dominate Philadelphia, game. I agree. I don't want to lay that type of juice. If they are on the team on the road, run line is even, minus one and a half even. I do like the Rays with Yarbrough going against Lynn. Yarbrough's been great. He's actually going a couple extra innings as well. Lance Lynn was a great story in the first half. He's still okay, but not the same. Texas is, I prefer Tampa Bay at 140, but I told you I like Arizona. And don't be scared, Gabe. This kid pitching for the Jays, Zach, is, uh, what they call him, Zook, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, he was dominating in AAA Buffalo. He had a really good game. I think he had a no-no. He's got called up for tonight's game against the Red Sox. That line went from Boston 120 to 160. Be very careful if you're taking Boston tonight. The whole world's on them. Uh, this kid might pitch well for the Jays, and they're plus 140. Um, yeah, you know, he pitched a couple of innings the, the other night. He's 19 and 19 with a 3.52 ERA and 66 uh, career starts in the minors. I don't, I don't know if he's like a hot prospect uh, per se. But anytime you get, we talk about it, anytime you get one of these pitchers that nobody's ever seen before, he doesn't have to be great. People don't know what he's going to throw. And in baseball, it's, they really rely on, on information and expectations of what the pitcher's going to throw uh, to them. Yeah, the Red Sox are in, in, you know, the Red Sox are finally hitting the wall right now where it's not happening. They fired Dombrowski. Reality's starting to settle in here. But this Blue Jay team, Cam, one in nine in their last ten games. They've lost seven straight yeah. baseball games. They're cold, too. I think they get up for teams like Boston, though. It's it's a little bit different. They understand they're not going anywhere. But you bring up a really good point. The young players were really excited for a few weeks, and now reality is kind of set in with them. Like, hey, we're in the lineup every day. They hit day. the wall. Yeah, they've hit the wall. They're going through the motions. Dangerous game, though. Uh, I, I definitely take a shot at the Blue Jays at plus 140. Before the Red Sox, uh, minus 160. Tough card, though, Marenzi. Uh, another game, Johnny Cueto. We have a Johnny Cueto sighting for the San Francisco Giants against Keller. I can't believe he's laying 25 cents. These are a tough board tonight. And I also lean uh, Cleveland uh, with Plesak, minus 145. I don't love it, though. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be my favorite uh, play on the diamond tonight. The way that the Houston Astros are playing right now, I'll lay the 66 cents with the Strohs tonight, buddy. Dude, they're yep. murdering people. Like, they're literally... I agree. I guess. They're, they're right. not, like, they're, right. It's like mercy rule stuff. But you know what? Major League Baseball managers actually want the mercy rule initiated in, in big league ball even. <laughs> yeah. They actually do. Like, the both, I saw it a couple of times. Like, Yank, the Yankees have smoked people a couple of times. And... I've heard managers talk about it after that, yeah, 
you just kills my bullpen for the rest. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Good point. It ruins our Good bullpen. Point. We're not. You're not coming back. And even the team that's winning just doesn't want to be there anymore. It's like, all right, guys, it's 21-1. All right, the game's over. Well, let's just let's so, go home. The game's over. The and it's I funny asked, that they're they're actually enough. like big league guys. The big league managers are actually interested in this. It would have to be. 15, 11, 12? 17. I was say 12. No, 11-12 is not hot. No, that's too low. 15? Yeah. It, you can't yeah, be quitting when it's 11 nothing. Yeah, yeah, 15. I, I agree with 15. You're right, though. Like, this 21-to-1 stuff. But, hey, guys want to pad stats. They have contracts where they need to do certain things, Marenzi. So, interesting. But I totally Good agree point. with the managers, the bullpens. But, yeah, it should be implemented. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, though, but. I think you bring up a great point with the Astros. Even with Wade Miley laying 65 cents the way they're playing right now, until they're not killing teams, you got to bet them. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Or you could parlay them with Atlanta to plus money. But I like uh, I like Houston as well. The Astros have been on fire, 8-2 and two in their last 10 uh, baseball games. But their offense is you know, really starting to come together. 15 nothing last night against Oakland. 21-1 against Seattle the day before. 2-1, 7-4, 11-9. You know, they're just winning in all types of ways. If you guys remember, Houston were sort of sleepwalking a little bit. And I've talked about this a lot, guys, uh, about the Houston Astros. They get bored against inferior teams. And remember, we, we hit we hit the, the Detroit Tigers. Remember the Tigers game? All yeah. they could handle that week. Every night it was, like, tied, and it was like a bitch for the, the Astros. And the Astros have had a couple of a couple of series this year against the Seattles and the Detroits and the Baltimores where they're flat and they don't look like they, they're disinterested. Yet, when they play Oakland, when they play the Yankees, when they play the Twins, they want to send a message. And the message has been heard loud and clear. And I think now, Cam, the Astros, now that it's a couple of weeks left in September, I think the Astros like are like, all right. No more mailing it in. We're time to dial it up a notch. It's getting real now. I think they want to get back into this sort of motion. It's only two and a half weeks left of Major League Baseball camp. The Astros are interested again. I think they win tonight. Yeah, there was a big story, too, talking about how they were being soft in those games and not focused. Now they want to kick ass, so everything you said has rung true. Um, Miley at 65 cents. I, I kind of like Tanner Roark. He's, he's been okay for Oakland, but... The way the Astros are hitting right now, you're right. They're just they're feeding off each other as well. I, I think uh, 65 cents seems like a reasonable price for Houston tonight. Tough board though, Marenzi. Even even the late games, you know, I like uh, the Cubs. Uh, George disagreed with me yesterday. The Cubs won 10 to two. I got that game right. I didn't bet a lot of baseball, but Quintana's been great the whole season. Balonis for the Padres, he's horrible. 175. I guess you got to find a dance partner. You can either. Or, or, you know what, maybe a three-game parlay. I'm going to see what it pays. So I got the Cubs and the Astros and Atlanta, and this should be pretty good. This will probably be over 2-1, to one, I'm thinking. Uh, plus 3-0, to. oh, my God, 290. I like that parlay for a little bit. Yeah, Houston money line, Atlanta money line, and Cubs. 3-1 to one almost, Gabe, 290. Good play. All right, we wish you the best of luck uh, with that. Thank you. Um, I'm going to jump in. I'll give the picks now. Yeah, I'm not taking it. I was going to say, I'm going to jump on. I'm wishing you luck. We we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Wish you you the best. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Wish you the best of luck with that. Uh, Mets D box under eight. Yep, I like it. I like it. Mets D box. uh, I'm going to go Mets D box under eight. I'm already on this Dodger Yankee parlay. I'm going to take the Houston Astros minus 166 and give me the Cleveland Indians minus 142. Now I'm going to take the Snakes plus 115. Small play on the Blue Jays plus 140. My parlay Cubs, Atlanta, and Houston. Almost three to one. Uh, let's get it done, Marenti. I know you're on at eight, and I'll see you at ten at uh, in game live, buddy. Have a good one. May the winners be yours. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I missed it. Here's what you missed on in-game live. We missed. Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop wearing the watch, and that he feels like he's being singled out by the National uh, Football League. And I really don't understand how you're being singled out when it's in the rules that you're not allowed to wear a watch. Like, like nobody else is wearing a freaking watch. So, like, why are you being singled out? <laughs> because you are the only guy in the league. He says, I'll still be wearing it. The same way I wear it every day I go to practice. When I go here, I go there. I've been wearing it. I take a shower with it. It's just on me. It's just on me, he says. Um, the thing about him is what's amazing. They lost the game. Mm-hmm. Cam, like they got blown out by 30 points. They lose the game. And his concern is about his watch. You know, this is this is the thing with Beckham. He's not a bad guy. You know, he'll show up for practice. He'll show up. He'll, you know, he tries in the games. But ultimately... He just never sort of the, the right way of putting it is gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, once again, this wouldn't be happening under a Belichick coaching team or, or a respected coach. This is Freddie Kitchens. You're in a week two, and you got your ass handed to you. Baker Mayfield didn't look good in the preseason, didn't look good last week. And he's coming back to New York this week, and his biggest concern is that he wants to wear a watch cam. As opposed to, yeah, I ain't worried about no watch, man. I'm worried about beating the Jets. We just lost by 30. No, no. He's worried about his watch. And now this is the story this week with the Browns. Odell Beckham telling the league to basically get bent and blow me. He basically said, I'm not taking it off. What are you going to do? Like, really? Like, you want to cause problems over you wearing a stupid freaking watch? It's ridiculous, Cam. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. When I saw this story, I put in my update too, Marenzi. This is insane to me. This is a team that got absolutely throttled. And I mean throttled by the Titans. And you said it first. And it's a hundred ninety thousand dollar watch. This guy's talking about. He's like, oh, I got a problem. Guys are wearing a uh, hard, hard cast and all that other stuff. Yeah, well, they're players with injuries that are going in there. You're wearing a friggin' accessory. You're not uh, Reggie Roby from uh, remember the old punter for the Dolphins used to wear a watch. You said it, Gabe. This is what b- drives me nuts about these guys. The guys worried about things like that. You're right. Seven catches for seventy-one yards. He did his thing. But I'm just telling you. 
I can't deal with this. If I'm a coach, I just go up to him and say, you know, enough is enough. But you're right. Belichick has the respect to do that. And Antonio Brown will listen. Kitchens and OBJ, it's not going to go down like that. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.